Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Good afternoon, wherever you're in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. We're live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. This is where we show you the opposite, I guess, of what the media and the mainstream narrative is trying to play out. They set the... They set the steps, the foundation of what they're going to do next, and we try to unravel it. Anything from our infiltration of our political, our academic, our institutional, our cultural systems, which we have seen here in the United States of America. I don't know if you guys caught Dan Bongino today, but Dan Bongino said exactly what I've been saying. He came out and said, you want to know when China is going to do a ground invasion of the United States of America? It already has happened. It already, it's already here. They're in our institutions. They are manipulating our culture. They are in our politics. They are all over the place. And, you know, we got to be reminded by Billy McGuire here of what really is happening. Are we on the eve of destruction? Are the globalists taking their, their agenda to the next level? And it always reminds me of this, this little scene right here. It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. Ukraine was the trap, wasn't it? We knew this. We've called it out for what it was since the beginning. Same thing with COVID. From the beginning, we called it out for exactly what it was. Right now, we have multiple players at the globalist table. And they are in a civil war, a war of the roses. I've said this for the longest time. I hate to repeat that. But it's the truth. That we've been talking about this for so long. Now, I know people are out there going, but, you know, but but it's okay. You know, Trump and the Patriots and all. Yeah, great. I hope so, too. I, I hope. I'm optimistic. I'm optimistic that we make it to 2024. That we get through the election, that Trump gets reelected, that he gets in there and he cleans house. That he goes in there and he takes emergency powers and does what needed to be done in 2016. I'm optimistic that there's a small military contingent operating behind the scenes out there, setting the deep state, the global cabal up. But at the end of the day, you have to be a realist. I always look at this like there's optimism, there's pessimism, there's realism. And realism is this, is that I much rather be prepared for something that does happen than be unprepared for when it does. And to think about this is I'd much rather rise up now as people, prepare our families, our communities, get things moving the direction towards survival, freedom, than to be left unprepared in the advent that war does break out. That you, you actually hear things like this. This is posted on... <clears throat> 
Jack Posobiec. Um, I, I can't follow him, so I have to go to other sources to catch these videos because um, he's deleted me. But this is a deep fake of Joe Biden. And, and Jack said, get ready. This deep fake is telling the future. And he's right. Listen to this. An offensive has been swift, callous, and brutal. It's barbaric. Of course. Putin's illegal occupation of Kiev and the impending Chinese blockade of Taiwan has created a two-front national security crisis that requires more troops than the volunteer military can supply. I have received guidance from General Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, that the recommended way forward will be to invoke the Selective Service Act, as is my authority as President. The first to be called in a sequence determined by national lottery will be men and women whose 20th birthday falls during calendar year 2023. Remember, you're not sending your sons and daughters to war. You're sending them to freedom. God bless our troops and God bless Ukraine. Okay, so that was a deep fake that was published online. Now, it's interesting because we have Joe Biden, who obviously can't speak that well. Um, he nailed every word verbatim. Yeah, good luck with that one. And I believe the video is from a few years back as well. Either way, it's a deep fake. But who released it? Was it a deep fake to see how the internet reacted, how people reacted, how, how United States people would react, U.S. citizens would react? If so, it was an ultimate failure because nothing really happened. But we can see that coming under Joe Biden's regime. And we know that we have Ukraine, which is a proxy with Russia, and we have Taiwan, that those two will be settled before Donald Trump comes into office. You have to be assured of that, that those two will be settled or all-out war will be happening before 2024's election. Now, this is interesting that those are released on the same day that uh, Zelensky says this, and it's probably in Ukraine. I'll translate. The U.S. will have to send their sons and daughters exactly the same way as we are sending their sons and daughters to war. And they will have to fight because it's a nature that we're talking about. And they will be dying, God forbid, because it's a horrible thing. Right there. Zelensky says that Americans will have to pay with their people. This guy has asked for everything under the sun. We want tanks. We want... We want the aircraft. We want your guns. Now, now, we want your people. And isn't it interesting, too, that on the same day that that comes about is, um, let me see here. I got to find the story. It wasn't in line. I got so many. Th I got a few things open up. Not a lot. But we don't have tons of stuff to go through tonight, but we have a little bit. And the little bit that we're going to go through is is going to be impactful, I, I assure you. Where did it go? Well, it was one story that I was reading a little while ago. And what it was actually saying was that NATO has decided to uh, bring Ukraine in. And I believe it was off a Drudge Report. And let me see here if I can find it real quick. For some reason, well, that's important. We'll look at that one. And let me see if I can find it. Sorry. No NATO. Um, maybe I don't remember where I saw it, but it was it was on here. It was something of the nature that NATO is reweighing the option of bringing Ukraine into NATO. And that preliminary, uh, preliminary reports say that they're going to do exactly that. Which, if that happens, we have a big problem. That's right. NATO pokes up. There it is, right here. NATO pokes Russian bear agrees to plan for Ukraine to become member state. This is from the Gateway Pundit. Uh, NATO announced Tuesday that member nations agreed to allow Ukraine to become a member of the alliance. These people really love their wars. NATO Chief Jens Stolenberg also reports the faster and the sooner we give them Ukraine more heavy weapons, the sooner the war will end. Union and also member uh, of NATO. Um, we have taken many steps forward when it comes to military aid uh, to Ukraine. Uh, but we are now cooperating together much more closely to um, 
to give Ukraine more heavy weapons. Uh, I think the discussion now, even though it's have taken some time, it's been very important uh, concerning, for example, the Leopards. Uh, so countries are cooperating together uh, more closely uh, and more widely. And this is a very good thing. We have to support Ukraine as long as it takes. And they also need more heavy weapons. Uh, and the faster and the sooner we can give them more heavy weapons, the sooner the war will end. Okay. This, the faster we can give them more heavy weapons, the sooner the war will end. Um, I disagree with that because you know what? Russia hasn't even begun to do anything. And going into this, what happened today? Drone attacks Russia from all sides. Drone attacks throughout Russian, Russia. Some of them even reached close to the Kremlin, attacking military bases, um, you you had uh, arms depot, fuel depots. These were outside of St. Petersburg. Drone crashes near Moscow. Two others from Ukraine downed in South Russia. Infrastructure was targeted. Gazprom pipelines, facilities. So... Ukraine, all of a sudden, these aren't these little model drones that Ukraine is sending in there. These are long-range drones. Where is Ukraine getting these drones? Well, I think we can all take a guess where Ukraine is getting these kamikaze drones. Uh, <clears throat> U.S. And so when Russia recovers them and sees that they're from the U.S., this is not going to be good at all. And what do you think Russia's response is going to be? What do you think China's response is going to be? China apparently is going to meet with Zelensky. Xi Jinping is going to meet with Zelensky and do a 12-point kind of a peace treaty. Now, if Xi Jinping comes out successful in this, this is bad for the United States. This is bad for everybody. Uh, except for Ukraine and Russia, who will obviously march backwards to their, uh, their homelands. But the reason I say it's bad for everybody is because then China arises as the peacemaker, not the war maker. The West looks as the war makers throughout the world, which they, they absolutely are. So what do I think is going to happen with Xi Jinping, China, going to Zelensky? I think that Zelensky's going to have orders to not do anything, to leave it be and not negotiate with China. I think before this time, China is going to be labeled as a domestic terrorist or a national international terrorist organization. How do I know that? Because everything I've freaking said about why the DOE released that report, and then there's a classified report on how the virus came from Wuhan, China released it, is going to be utilized to take down China. Understand that. They are going to use that to take down China. What do I mean? 2014, China had a group of generals that published reports on biological and chemical weapons, about utilizing them, about weaponizing viruses. It was the same year that Anthony Fauci, Peter Daszak, EcoHealth Alliance, Francis, all these guys went over to Wuhan and started the gain-of-function research because Barack Obama had shut it down in the United States of America. They go over there through an NIAID grant, two million, two or $3 million. Gain-of-function research was done on novel coronaviruses. Now, I know a lot of people are saying that it wasn't created in there, dude. It was created in Ukraine. I believe, I think evidence will substantiate this, that it was created in China, that it was created in Ukraine, it was created in Russia, it was created in South America, that it was created in multiple different geographic locations specifically and i say this because these were genetically targeted bioweapons this is why they affected certain people worse than they affected others that they were basically targeting various different genes i know that hasn't this is complete speculation on my behalf but i think we all know that when we saw the chinese response immediately after the release of coronavirus 
that that wasn't the response of someone who had just released that on their people. That was the response of fear. So we have a deep state in China. We have Xi Jinping who turns his back on the globalists circa 2019. Okay. And then we all of a sudden have coronavirus that comes out in late 2019. China's response. Remember there's people, remember the videos of people dying in the streets. Remember the videos of them spraying the aerosols, the disinfectants in the air, breaking down doors of people who were supposedly infected and dragging them to concentration camps, killing them on site if they wouldn't go. That was fear that drove that. That wasn't, let's release this on our own people and, uh, you know, create a pandemic in the world. If so, that was the sloppiest creation of a pandemic that anybody has ever created. And I would expect a lot more from China. Instead, possible situations. It was the United States, deep state. It was the Chinese, deep state. Or it was, it was patriots, the good guys, releasing it early to begin the wheels, the cycles moving early before this thing was actually completed and done. I think that's probably more aligned with my thinking right there. Either way, it was released. Now, September 2019, there was a level four bioweapons laboratory in Russia burned down to the ground. I wonder why. Russia had a deep state as well, but Putin has been eliminating them for multiple years. Then we know about uh, the the one in the 72 biolabs in Ukraine. Is that how it got throughout all of Eastern Europe? Russia's already came out with the evidence that the original, the original development of gain-of-function research of coronavirus was done in Ukraine. Hmm. We know that the U.S. has bioweapons labs all throughout the world, but they're not the only country. Every country, every major superpower has bioweapons labs around the world. Why? Because if anybody in those neighborhoods becomes their enemy, it's very, very easy to manufacture a virus to start killing people and take their distraction, their attention away and distract them from what's really happening. Yeah, exactly. I don't recall 2020. You don't don't shit where you eat. Exactly with China. So this DOE report that came out that's claiming that, hey, look, there's a big potential with low confidence, big potential low confidence, which doesn't make any sense, that China released this from the Wuhan lab. This is nothing more than propaganda and a campaign of psychological warfare against the people of the world. Why? Because there's a classified report that goes along with this. And what you'll see from this classified report when it's officially released, and it will be, because this is the leverage that they're using against China. If you go back to last week, China said, we're going to help Russia. United States came back and said, I wouldn't do that if I were you. We're going to release intelligence. This DOE report comes out. The unclassified report comes right out right after. There's a classified report. The classified report's going to show that the Chinese military released the coronavirus on their own people and created the pandemic. From that point, what's going to happen is you're going to have countries, NATO countries, all around the world begin to sue China, implement sanctions on China. It's going to start to bankrupt China, ask for retribution from China for all the money they spent on COVID-19, exactly what President Trump was doing initially in the first place. Okay, this is going to basically tie China's hands to not help Russia. China is going to have their back against the wall. If you remember World War II, World War II happened because of World War I. World War I, the Germans lost and massive amounts of sanctions and retributions were placed upon them. They had to pay back trillions of dollars to the world governments. They had to give up land to the globalists. And they didn't want to do that. They, they knew that they couldn't afford it. So what happened is they went into World War II. And guess what will happen if China is faced with the same situation? China, with their back against the wall, will immediately take Taiwan, control the Straits of Taiwan, 67% of all global trade, 72% of all microchip processing in the world. They will do that because they know that Endgame is coming soon and that the West is moving against them. And then they will team up with Russia and other BRICS nations to basically fight against NATO. Now, if Ukraine enters the NATO alliance... Russia is not going to retreat. They will not recognize it. But this will provide a full-scale war. you got to remember, the United States, NATO, have been trying to get in 
to this war to stop Russia for the longest time. Why? Number one, Ukraine had bioweapons labs produced and, and operated by the United States of America. That's against international treaty. Number two, Ukraine is riddled with the Fourth Reich, with Nazis who rose up to power because of the U.S. coup in Ukraine in 2014. Number three, Ukraine is the, the, the head of the shark. We can, we can talk about Kazarian Mafia. We can talk about globalist elites. I just call them globalists. Either way, it is the main hub for human trafficking, drug trafficking, weapon trafficking around the world, as well as money laundering. It is the piggy bank for American politicians, corporations, and NGOs. And Russia knows that if they can get in there and shut that down, that it's a massive hurt on the globalist, on the Western nations who have used Ukraine for their own piggy bank for the longest time. And this is what Russia is doing. Now, does Russia have any plans to go into Poland and these other countries? I think that if this goes to all-out war, if, if NATO enters this war, which I think is going to happen within the next six months, I would honestly say six months is, is a, a long time. But NATO is going to enter this war <clears throat> very, very shortly. When that happens, Russia is going to understand that they need to basically start taking out NATO targets. This is when the real warfare begins. Right now, what Russia has been doing in Ukraine is, is nothing, okay? They, they're, they're, not, they're, they're, they're taking out strategic targets and then sitting back and waiting. Taking out strategic targets, sitting back and waiting, okay? Russia has not even begun to fight. And I'm not pro-Russia here, okay? I'm not a Vladi Putin sycophant, okay? I think that Russia is standing up for their... I think that Putin is making a stand against the globalists because Putin and Xi Jinping have an idea of what the new world order should be, okay? I don't want either world order. But I understand warfare and strategy. And what Putin has done in the last year in Ukraine shows massive weakness, appear weak when really strong. And the moment NATO gets involved, it's going to be hell and high water. It is going to be taking out strategic targeting positions all throughout the Russian border of NATO nations. Okay? And Russia is going to throw everything that they have at it, including China getting involved. I'm telling you. And it's not going to be a pretty sight. And that's when you might actually see the draft. And that's when you say, my kid's not going. And that's when you stand up and we begin the anti-war protest. That's when we, we stand up and we go to our local government and say, you guys want to represent us? Represent us now. Make your stand. That's when this all begins to kick off. Because these globalists, they want a war. The reason they want a war is because the secrets are coming to the surface they are being exposed and they need a global ex- they need a global distraction to confuse everybody and take up everybody's time along with a global war you're going to see global economic collapse we're already seeing massive indications of this for everybody who's new and joining the Red Pill Project or the, or the Daily Dose, if you're new watching this, first thing is subscribe. Number two is I've talked about this for a long time since October, November of 2020 called the Global Firestorm Event, that the globalists will never allow Donald Trump to be in presidency. I thought that he was going to win. I thought that he would come back. I did. I, I hoped. But I also said that it's all speculative that he will. But either way is that these globalists will formulate a firestorm event. Firestorm event attacks the foundation of community, of, of society, social, cultural, institutional, and political destabilization. We already have that going on right now in the United States of America. It's happening here. Next is you go to the upper level that that foundation builds. That's your supply chain and your infrastructure. I've been saying for years, we're going to see cyber attacks on supply chain and infrastructure. We're going to see infrastructure destabilization. How many train derailments have we had in the last three weeks? Think about it. How many buildings on fire, food processing, manufacturing facilities have burned down? How many gas and oil refinery and distribution facilities have blown up? How many warehouses are catching on fire? How many cyber attacks are we seeing but not being told about? No TAM system, Canada and the U.S., Power grid attacks, California, Texas, we have Washington, D.C., LAX, JFK. This is happening right now. 
And yeah, most of this is probably China or Russia. Either way, it's happening. And it's not happening because nothing's going to happen after. It's happening because it's point, coming to a point of culmination. These are pre, pre-positioning of assets is what we're seeing right now. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say some shit that might scare the crap out of people, but let me drink a little bit of coffee first. Chinese balloons, attacks, uh, cyber attacks on infrastructure. Um, we have supply chain attacks. I've said this a few weeks ago. You are only doing that if you want to disable the United States's response. Number one, if you want to disable the U.S.'s response. So let's say that there's China goes to invade Taiwan. They're going to have a lot of problems because of the United States military. And I'm not lying. I know the United States military is weakened because of the vaccine, because of supply chain, because of the war of attrition that's going on right now in Ukraine. But China would have one hell of a time fighting off the United States military. Probably win because we're in their waters. But still, it, it doesn't want that war. But what happens if there's an anonymous EMP cyber attack Cyber attack on the United States of America that takes down all of our primary grids right after massive attacks on our supply chain. Then right after that, you have EMP attacks directly over vicinity of the major coastal and central military bases, including nuke command centers. Balloons. Okay? Nobody knows who did it. You can't launch anything if you don't know who did it. All your backup generators just went offline because of an EMP attack. You use the EMP for backup generators, by the way. You don't use those for primary. Can we expect the, the United States to react? Yeah. You know what they're going to react? They're going to react on their coastal and their, uh, their coastal and their border provinces. That's where they're going to react. They're going to get planes in the air. They're going to get troops on the ground. And they're going to secure the borders and the coastal land. They're going to secure America. They're not going to secure Europe or China or Asia or Taiwan. They're going to come here and they're going to call back forces because it, it would be looking like a pending attack is imminent. That's why you do those types of things. That's the point in time that China is going to invade Taiwan. Is it potential that they actually invade the United States of America? Well, they already have. They already are in our institutions. They already own our politicians. They already control our economy. At the same time that this happens, what do we got next? The dollar collapses. The U.S. turns into a third world country overnight with no power, no electricity, no communications. Then it's easy for China to, to fly in from the north, come in from the west. We've talked about this before. I don't know if they're still out there, but we had massive amounts of Chinese tankers during the, uh, the supply chain crunch that were sitting off the shore. And these had uh, sea-to-surface missile systems developed on them. And I always said, how easy would it be for China to produce another Pearl Harbor with these tankers that are sitting off the coastland less than 100 miles if they had five of these cargo ships sitting up there with missiles armed within storage containers and they did a full assault on the 32nd Street Naval Station, all the military bases right up the southern the California coastline, United States would be, at, would be not 100% defenseless on the western coastland. And then California would really become California. And, and that's a, you know what, listen, that's a good possibility. China wants U.S. farmland. California's perfect. You already got majority of the people moving away. I, I'm giving hypotheticals here. I don't have any evidence to support this, but if I'm looking from a strategic position, if I'm looking from, from a, a militaristic position of, look, we have two situations that can arise here. World war breaks out in Eastern Europe and China has to go in and support Russia. And this becomes a war between the Western nations and Russia, China, and the BRICS nations in Eastern Europe. Or China sees a potential to use 
asymmetrical warfare. Collapse the economy. Take out the energy grid. Don't allow them to communicate. EMPs. Then it's easy to invade the United States, which occupies them here in the States, while Russia moves into Europe. These are very, very probable situations that are occurring here, okay? Now, as a reminder for everybody, tonight after Dark Chat starts at 11 p.m., yeah, 11 p.m. Central, um, 10 p.m. Eastern. 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 p.m. Central. Um, it starts right after this, but I won't be on for, for an hour. I got to put my kids to bed and have stuff like that. Uh, but that's on socialredpill.com, socialredpill.com. Free to join. You just go to the events tab. You look for Social Red Pill Zoom, and that's where we'll be. You can go in on there. Um, but listen, this is a dire situation that is unfolding in the world right now. And this is why I, everybody who's been with this show for a while, with Red Pill Project for a while, understands that I don't bullshit. I don't pussyfoot around things. I, I tell things as I see them. And I'm not trying to fear monger. I'm not trying to instill fear into people. But we need to be prepared for the worst case scenarios. That's really what's happening here, Okay. And listen, these globalists will stop at nothing. They want world domination and they don't give a shit whether it's the Eastern World Order or the Western World Order that comes out the winner. They already have their institutions infiltrated on both sides. Their people infiltrated on both sides. But they understand that America needs to fall in order for the New World Order to arise. Why? Because we are the biggest resistance, counterinsurgency against their agenda. Right now, the alternative media is owned by the United States of America. Patriots like you and me and everybody else that's out there spreading this information. Okay? We are the ones that are waking up the world yelling and screaming at the top of our lungs. We're now starting to see protests, France, Germany, against NATO. The tide is turning globally. The people do not want war. The people do not want a new world order, but instead they're going to shove it down their throats. And this happens through systematic collapse of these Western nations. If you haven't heard the news, South Africa is on the brink of collapse. Yeah, South Africa on the brink of collapse. One of the primary founding nations of BRICS. I wonder how that happened, but their whole electric grid is failing. And they're about to have rolling blackouts, which means that crime and civil unrest is going to rise up from that. They're telling you exactly what's going to happen. South Africa. Well, guess what? North America, the United States of America. What happens when we start having power crunches and supply chain crunches and rolling blackouts throughout the United States? Well, why would that happen, Josh? Well, I don't know. 17 executive orders by not the president, Joe Biden, which apparently can write executive orders that basically killed energy independence in the United States of America, the canceling of all the actual land permits that had oil on them, um, taking that production and starting importing it from foreign people, countries like the UAE, like Saudi Arabia, and like Russia. And then we pissed Russia off, so that's not happening. So we dipped into our strategic petroleum reserve. And guess what? Coal and petroleum are the two top products that we need for energy independence in this country. Donald Trump knew that, and that's why we had it. But guess what? They're completely changing that and shutting it down globally. This is why they want to get rid of gas stoves. This is why in California, in the next two years, everything that you use in your yard, lawnmowers, blowers, chainsaws, will all be freaking electric. Because they're shoving it down your throat. But it also brings about is that the green energy infrastructure cannot substantiate the amount of population in this country. I don't care if you give a shit what Elon Musk says. The green energy infrastructure cannot sustain 8 billion people. The reason I say that is because we have weather, weather patterns. Some days, no sun. Some days, a lot of days, no wind that these green energy infrastructures were not made as primary energy solutions, but instead secondary energy solutions, backup energy solutions. Oil and gas is the primary substance. Now, what's interesting is, you know, they, they, they stopped all the oil drilling off the coast of California, right? Because it's hurting nature. Oh my goodness, you got to stop it. You're hurting nature. You're killing the wildlife. 
Did you know that off the coast of California in the oceans, you have oil plumes flowing up to the surface because they're not being drilled and they're overflowing? Do you remember, if you go back to, well, you probably don't remember, but if you ever read about this, that the way they discovered oil in Texas was because it was oozing out of the surface. It was coming out of the ground and it was killing all the plant and wildlife. So they had to find a use for it. Why? Because it's a regenerative substance in the United States of America, in the world. It is produced by the earth and brought to the surface. This is what's happening all over the place. They're shutting them down and it's starting to flow all toward the surface. Yes, this is where the tar pits comes from. You know, I don't know when this is going to happen, but I think we all understand that it is going to happen and that we all need to be prepared. Give you some uh, more indications of this and then we're going to get into more of the news. 60% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. Inflation is part of their everyday lives, according to experts. Even as the cost of living remains high, the number of Americans living paycheck to paycheck fell to 60% in January. Fell to 60%. Fell to 60%. Consumers have accepted that inflation is part of their everyday life. A few uh, few key mo- money moves can help your financial standing amid higher prices. Okay, as of January, 60% of U.S. adults, including five, 45% of high-income earners, this is multiple, multiple six-digit earners, were living paycheck to paycheck, according to the Lending Club report. That's down from 64% a year earlier, suggesting that last year's spending cutbacks have improved some consumers' financial situations. Yeah, sure. It's financial manipulation. Consumers have accepted that inflation is part of their everyday lives. Now, I want to comment on this. Do you remember when we were talking about this a year and a half, two years ago, when inflation was first starting to hit? And I said, corporations, multi-conglomerates, the inflation is being caused by them. They are rising, raising their prices in the midst of inflation of the U.S. dollar because of the hyperprinting. They are raising their prices to increase their profit margins. And what you will see is as inflation comes down, prices will stay the same and you will never get back to those prices we were at pre 2019 because the big fat corporate conglomerates will be very very happy with those price points and you will never see that amount of of a price come down again and guess what right there consumers have accepted as inflation is part of their everyday lives the inflationary prices that we have right now are part of their everyday lives well guess what the supply chain costs have actually come down Production hasn't gone up because scarcity is a good thing. They got to be able to manipulate that price and keep that price high because now it's manipulated inflation. If gas was its actual market value price, it'd be like 89 cents a gallon. Understand that. There you go. Southern California home sales fall to all-time low. I don't know if it's an all-time low. Um, I remember when you could buy a, a property on Coronado Island for $60,000 back in the 70s, but okay. Um, this past Christmas, Santa delivered a giant lump of coal to Southern California's housing market as well as the real estate agents, lenders, escrow officers, and anyone who gets paid by that transaction. Closed sales this past January, which reflect deals signed during the early holiday season, fell to 9,938, the lowest number of transactions on record dating back 35 years. Real estate data firm CoreLogic reported February 28th. The average January has about 17,000 closings. Uh, January's sales tally was down 42.8% from January 2022 when homes were selling twice as fast. Sales have dropped from a year to level uh, to level of the 14 consecutive because people are renting. People are not paying this price with the ridiculous interest rates. And guess what? The interest rates don't have any indication of coming down anytime soon. They're not coming down anytime soon. Why? Because they need the stress and the distraction on the American citizen. They need higher cost of living. They need that mortgage that you cannot afford. Why? Because you will own nothing and like it. You know what? If you were looking for a good franchise organization right now, Rent-A-Center. You're going to rent your TV. You're going to rent your home appliances. I'm not joking about that. 
Now, talking about the cyber attacks, and I got my stuff way out of, of order here, but don't worry. Yesterday, there was a major U.S. Marshals hack which compromised sensitive information. They're not re replying this as a cyber attack, but we know it was. Oh, there it is. Discovered ransomware and a data uh, exfiltration event affecting a standalone USMS system. Now, this is interesting. Because they're saying that, oh, you know, the, the, the data that was, that was stolen is, is, is sensitive, but it's not that bad. You know what the U.S. Marshals hold? They hold data of people in witness protection custody. And how much do you want to know? How much do you want to bet <clears throat> that China wants to know who the U.S. is holding of their people? Just saying. And once that data gets compromised, <clears throat> it initiates a protocol with the U.S. Marshals to where all those people that are under witness protection now have to uproot their lives and move, and they go on the move. Guarantee you're going to see some high-profile people be killed in the next three to six months. Just my guess. What's going on with Fetterman? Fetterman Spock's post-update in Hospitalized Center doing well with no pictures. I have some problems with this. This is a standing U.S. senator who's been gone for over a week and a half in the hospital. Is he incapacitated? You had a, you had a state senator from Pennsylvania basically asking for a proof of life from Fetterman. They want proof of life because he represents the state of Pennsylvania. Well, here's the thing, and here's the little interesting tidbit. If they can hold this off till August 18th, the governor of Pennsylvania can appoint another Democrat as senator. But if it happens, be if he like passes away or is incapacitated before that date and time frame, it has to go to a new election. They don't want that. And I think Fetterman is dead. I, I think that he's, he's probably brain dead. This is the rumor that's actually coming out of Washington, D.C., is that he suffered another stroke and that he's brain dead. This is why when... You check yourself into the hospital for depression and you go, oh, my family don't love me. Oh, and your family takes off to freaking Canada. Oh, daddy's in the hospital for depression because he says we don't love him. Let's go to Canada. What? No, I think that they got the bad news that they didn't want to hear and were told not to tell anybody and get out of the country so that the media cannot talk to you. That's what I think. But we'll, we'll see what happens with Federer. I mean, if we're wrong, we're wrong. But I don't think Federer's going to finish this year off. We talked about the drone attacks. Uh, and Russia has actually came out and said that they fought off the majority of the drone attacks, that they shot the majority of them down, and that they were highly unsuccessful. Um, now, here's the thing is Ukraine doesn't have the ability to launch long-range drone attacks. FYI, Ukraine doesn't have that ability. U.S. does. Just putting that out there. And this is from RT, Russia Times. NATO de facto at war with Russia, according to the Kremlin. Western states stubbornly rejected any security talks even before the Ukraine conflict, according to Dmitry Peskov. <clears throat> the U.S.-led collective West must change its approach to global security and finally take Moscow's concerns into consideration before talks on the new START nuclear agreement can be renewed, Kremlin spokesman, uh, spokesman said. Uh, this is uh, So Russia has officially um, backed out of the START nuclear agreement. And so this is... Uh, this is interesting. I'm telling you, this is going to escalate in the world war. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. If this somehow gets talked down and, and everybody goes back to their, uh, their Cold War positions, I'll be happy. But I don't see it happening. I really don't see it happening. Because the globalists cannot stop what they've started. Since COVID began, they cannot stop the implementation of their Great Reset. It has to move forward. 
Here we go. U.S. Air Force SACS nuclear base staff. Six members, including two commanders, were dismissed due to loss of confidence. U.S. Air Force dismissed six, dismissed six military service members who were stationed uh, at a key nuclear base, including two commanders. They were sacked over loss of confidence in their ability to perform assigned duties. The firings occurred at Minot Air Force Base, which is <clears throat> one of our top nuclear uh, missile commands which is the only military base that hosts two legs of the nuclear triad. There you go. Minot is home to 28 B-52H Strata Fortress nuclear-capable bombers and the 165 Minutemen three intercontinental ballistic missiles, as well as associated equipment. <clears throat> Colonel Gregory Mayer, the head of the 5th Mission Support Group, and Major Jonathan Welts, the 5th Logistics Readiness Squadron commander, were the two senior officers whose dismissal was announced. Monday by Air Force Global Strike Command. Their personal actions were necessary to maintain the very high standards we demand those units entrusted with supporting our nation's nuclear mission. Four subordinates and two commanders were axed as well. They held leadership positions but were not identified by either name or rank in the press release. Uh, I wonder why. Probably because of what they were working on. The Air Force declined to explain what exactly had led to the decision, but Jabara assured the public that the military remained committed to the success. Now, why is... My not interesting because this is where multiple U.S. nuclear secrets have been stolen from. And I guarantee you that these gentlemen were fired probably for some type of nuclear incident. I don't know what it is. If anybody's on the horn, let's find out what happened in my not. And this is from Russia. Here we go. U.S. preparing for false flag chemical attacks in Ukraine. The Americans believe a provocation won't be properly investigated due to the fighting Russian military alleges. The U.S. is preparing uh, to stage, stage false flag chemical attacks in Ukraine to pin the blame on Moscow for the use of banned toxic agents. We've been saying that the, the NATO and the United States have been planning to do some type of false flag in Ukraine. The shelling of the nuclear facilities. We had the missile in Poland. We've had many different occurrences. Nord Stream trying to blame this on Russia to get a provocation of war. Well, guess what? Now Russia has literal intelligence that the U.S. is trying to do this. The same thing that they did to Assad in Syria. You know, it's interesting how Republicans have turned into the anti-war party, isn't it? People are beginning to rise up against the globalists. This is in Germany. These are anti-war protests that are rising up all throughout Europe because I believe that the Europeans understand what's happening, that the people of Europe understand what's happening, that they're watching their countries drag them into a war that they don't want. And I'll tell you right now, Europe, Europe, Russia with a Europe, Russia war is going to devastate Europe. Europe, Europe will get demolished like they did in World War One and World War Two. Probably to destroy off all that old Tartarian technology that that is all turning up. Right here we go. The Chinese Communist Party warned Elon Musk to stop sharing the report stating that COVID-19 came from a Wuhan lab. I wonder why. This is because COVID was sent to many labs around the world, developed in a bio lab in Ukraine, and then distributed around the world, now being used to blame China because they were doing it to support, because they were going to support Russia. That what if the whole lab leak theory was preparation to set up Russia for future intelligence to use against them. Think about that for a minute. What if the whole lab leak theory, all that information, remember Five Eyes came out in March of 2020 and said, yeah, this came out from, from, uh, from China. Oops, we weren't supposed to release that and they pulled it all back. What if that was the real point of the lab leak theory? Was to blame it on China down the road when they sided with Russia over what's happening in Ukraine. When Ukraine is really the place to where those bioweapons were developed. Oh, the irony. This was from an insider paper right here. South Africa on the verge of collapse amid rolling blackouts and warnings of total grid failure could reportedly lead to all-out civil war. Watch South Africa. That's going to happen. It's going to happen because they want it to happen. They want it to happen because, you know what? It's not just about 
the destruction of the West. It's not about the destruction of the East. It's about destruction of the world system, the political, the economic, the social. They want to destroy those three things everywhere. And what you have is this cold civil war brewing between the East and the West, the the Western New World Order and the Eastern New World Order. And right now that cold civil war at the tables, at the the head of the Hydra, the multi-headed Hydra, are beginning to battle each other. And tempers are flaring, and they begin to go out in all-out war. And these globalists like Klaus Schwab are just, we'll sit in a technological arc and wait for the world to be over. And we'll come back and rebuild. That's what they want. They want to be the ones there that picks up the pieces after the war happens. That's how they're going to implement their Great Reset. Understand that. They are causing all this strife between both sides. They want the global war and global conflict. They want the whole infrastructure of the world to be uprooted. Because after it's all over, they can come back and see, see, nation states, they don't work. They're horrible. People go to war and they create all this death and destruction that we just saw. Let us fix the problem. We have the solution. We'll give you a technological utopia. What's coming next? I said I said that economic collapse is coming. Russia turns to China's Wong in effort to ditch the dollar. Moscow has jettisoned longstanding concerns about giving China too much leverage over its economy and is now switching everything over to the Wong. Well, this is where it's going to get interesting because they're not the only BRICS nation that's doing this. And so we have two economic systems that are at play here. We have the Chinese economic system, which is the digital Wong, which is replacing the dollar, the petrodollar globally. And the dollar, which is on a massive decline. I've seen some uh, estimates from econom- uh, economists that are saying that the dollar will be finished within well in, within six months. And what does that mean? Gold and frigging silver. Silver. Get it. Because the BRICS nations are backing up everything that they're doing with gold and silver. They are buying precious metals. And yep, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. And hopefully my mods can put this link in there. Redpills.t or sorry, getgoldtoday.com. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Go on over there, getgoldtoday.com. That's the link that you want to use, getgoldtoday.com. And you just scroll down. You can watch the little intro video right there from Dr. Kirk Elliott, where he's going to talk about gold and silver. And then you scroll down, you're going to see my mug. He's going to give you the benefits right here. What you're going to see if you download the report. What I want you to do is I actually want you to go down here where it says corporate offices. And there's a number right there, 720-605-3900. Again, 720-605-3900. I want you to call that number and leave them a voicemail. If you're just wanting to get a a quick estimate or maybe talk to someone about your, your options, call that number. You'll leave a voicemail and someone will call you tomorrow, one of his team. Okay? If you want to start an IRA, fund an IRA, if you want to transfer it without any fees... If you have a 401k and you're wondering what to do and you know that this shit is about to come, dude, contact Dr. Kirk Elliott and see how they can potentially help you. That's all I have. Just contact him. Talk to him. Have a discussion with his team. You don't have to do business with them. Have a discussion with them. See how they can help you, okay? All right. Now, when the World Economic Forum comes into power, what are they planning? How about this? Scientists now want to create AI, artificial intelligence, using real human brain cells. Moreover, artificial intelligence, say hello to Agornoid Intelligence, OI. Machine learning models like the one that ChatGPT are generating essays, short stories, entire podcasts. But scientists are looking into another way of computing that could be just as efficient and powerful. And it's in our brains. In a new article published on Tuesday in Frontiers, a large international collaboration led by John Hopkins University details how brain machine technologies are the newest frontier in biocomputing and provides a roadmap on how to make it a reality. As the paper explains, Agornoid Intelligence, OI, is an emerging field where researchers are developing biological computing using 3D cultures of human brain cells, brain agornoids, and brain machine learning interfaces. These agornoids are aspects of the brain structure and function that play a key role in cognitive functions like learning and memory. They would essentially serve as biological hardware and could one day be even more efficient than current computers running AI programs. The vision of OI is to use the power of the biological system to advance the field of live sciences, bioengineering, and computer sciences. 
John Hopkins University, obviously massively funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the World Economic Forum. And what happens when you start utilizing um, organic material and artificial intelligence? Well, that's where you get conscious AI. This is where it all comes about from. Okay. What also should we know about this? Well, if we go into the neural nets that are actually created uh, by Google and Microsoft and so forth for their AIs, these things are modeled after the neurological structures of your actual brain. I hope you understand that. Is that they recreate synthetic bio biology and patternized fractal neural structures to develop basically the linkage of these AI systems. This is why I said that consciousness could, could potentially derive from these systems because they're mimicking the exact patternization, frequency, oscillation of what's happening inside your brains. Did Speaker uh, McCarthy just pull a bait and switch? Tucker Carlson and his staff are not allowed to record or remove J6 surveillance footage from the U.S. Capitol. So... Speaker McCarthy's decision to release all the 44,000 hours of footage from January 6th uh, to Tucker Carlson, giving him excess access to Capitol video, video footage. This happened a few days ago. Um, he, I've watched that Nancy Pelosi did where she politicized January 6th, said McCarthy, where for the first time in history as speaker, not allowing uh, the minority to appoint the committee, we watched the politicalization of this. I think the American public should actually see all that happened instead of reports that's written for a political bias. Carlson, who has continuously called for a probe into the actual events of January 6th, has been granted exclusive access to 41,000 hours of uh, surveillance footage from the Capitol riots. There was never any legitimate reason for this footage to remain secret, Carlson took, said. If there was ever a question that's in the public's interest is to know, it's actually what, what happened on January 6th. By definition, this video will reveal it. And he's saying that the video information contradicts what the J6 committee was saying. But now McCarthy's saying that... Uh, Tucker Carlson's staff will not be allowed to freely record footage from January 6th, may request particular clips, and that his staffers are not allowed to record or remove any videos from a specific screening area. Why is McCarthy doing this? Because his ass is getting sued. Gateway Pundit and everybody else is suing the shit out of McCarthy because he released this footage to one reporter, Tucker Carlson, and nobody else. Well... That's a direct violation of the First Amendment rights, especially if that information is not classified. He should have released it to all media outlets, but he didn't. So I think that this pullback by McCarthy is to cover his ass um, from not getting sued. Where are we? Uh, Joe Biden, this, this is, I, I know some people are saying that this is from uh, a few years ago. I think he, he did this one again. And Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you'll learn in medical school. Yeah. Cool. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand him. She'd whisper, she'd lean down. She'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow. And Pearl. So Joe Biden talking about a nurse named Pearl Nelson and how she used to do things to him. He's discussed this before, but obviously Joe Biden is having some type of, oh, this was in East, uh, yeah, uh, speech in Augusta Victoria Hospital in East Jerusalem. He's talking about this nurse who did some weird things to him. And who knows, maybe this was last night. I, I don't know. But it, it's just showing that the mental decline of Joe Biden is very, very real. And it's getting worse. And that there's no way possible that... Uh, <laughs> that uh, he could have done that deep fake as we saw it. And I wanted to touch up. Right now we have a mayoral election happening in Chicago. I don't think the uh, results are out yet. We do have uh, one of the candidates, which is... Uh, fucking stop that. Here we go. We have Vallis, which is leading by 32% of the vote. So Lightfoot is losing. Uh, Green is the guy that I wanted. Green is... Uh, he is definitely not woke. He is definitely uh, wants to help Chicago. He's young. He's full of uh, vigor. And I don't care what his political affiliation, but he actually wants to help Chicago. I've seen a few TikToks of this guy. But it looks like Vallis is the one leading. And looks like Lori Lightfoot probably will be out. And it, they said it can take up to six months for this to actually be uh, uh, determined. 
and uh, where are we going here? This was interesting. Doctor, woke doctor who's vaxxed several times and always masked up has a colossal meltdown after receiving her COVID diagnosis. Uh, and she, uh, so she comes out here, says that she's finally been infected. I finally got infected and tested positive last Tuesday. It's been a rough week. Not sure where I picked it up. It was following a flight, so many have been during. Uh, so it was following a flight, so may have been during the flight or at the airport. Didn't remove my FFP3 at any point except for ID or perhaps outdoor swimming. I don't know. It started with a sore throat, fever, severe uh, my, my, myalgia, fatigue, worsening pot symptoms. I have these at baseline due to my ultracervantic colitis. <laughs> Who needs to know this? Uh, the ignorance around us is shocking. I just spoke to a GP who told me that recent research shows that while masks were important, hands hygiene is by far more important, and that Paxlovid rebound was just spreading the virus in small doses right in the big ones. Paxlovid rebound. But anyways, she goes on the state that she's vaccinated six times and wears masks everywhere. And she's just shocked that she got sick. Well, um, she probably got sick because of her compromised immune system. I mean, that's really the truth in the matter there, right? So, where do we stand right now? This is a very volatile time for the world. We're in a very, very crazy and unpredictable and highly volatile situation globally. Global economy, global supply chain infrastructure here in the United States, I highly recommend that you have some type of power backup. If you guys need, if you guys want to go out there and get any other type of backup, uh, backup emergency food supply systems, I was actually uh, buying some of their eggs today. But uh, redpills.tv slash patriot, redpills.tv slash patriot. This is my Patriot Supply. They have uh, a great deal on uh, powdered eggs this week. They last up to 10 years on shelf life. So, fantastic, especially with the egg crisis. If you guys have your own chickens, you don't have to worry about that. But I'm looking to actually go out there and buy the, uh, the what is it, the three-month supply is what I'm picking up. But you can uh, get the, uh, where's the powdered egg? They had the powdered egg up here earlier. But, uh, yep, I think it's the meat and protein kits. You go under. And you can go in here and they have, uh, so you have fries, dried, uh, white meat, chicken case, 12 serving six pack right there. Then you had the egg case that was in here as well somewhere. Peanut butter powder. Oh, that's so good. It's actually really good stuff. But you guys get the gist. Go in there and stock up if you guys can go out there and, and afford to do that. If not, what my recommendation is to you, and one of the things that we're going to talk about this Sunday, is what you can be doing to prepare for yourself. I'm, I'm Red Pill Preppers this Sunday. This is what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to be presenting a little bit. But going out there, and every week when you go to the grocery store, or however time you go to the grocery store, buy one, two, five, ten cans of, of green beans, corn, uh, mixed beans are usually the best because they're the highest in protein content, okay? But you like to mix it up. Raviolis, buy, buy, just buy non-perishables. Go out there, buy non-perishables, okay? Start getting prepared because we're potentially moving into a situation on this planet where shit is going to hit the proverbial fan. And you know, as Ronald Reagan said, freedom is never more than one generation away from destruction, and we are in that generation right now to where we're going to have to rise and fight for our freedoms once more. And that rising starts with our voices, disquietude, civil disobedience. That rising starts with taking back our local and state governments. It starts with community organization, going out into our community, finding who is who and understanding that we need to survive and we need to develop our own parallel systems. The parallel systems start within that community organization, that structure. Who has chickens? Who has cows? Who has pigs? Who has CSAs? How can we make deals? Will you take gold and silver? What do you want for barter and trade? What do you need? Will you grow my garden for me if I provide all the, the seeds and pay you a monthly fee? This does happen. So, 
I want you guys to start thinking about that. And maybe it's a point of discussion that we'll talk about on the Q&A tonight. Uh, socialredpill.com is where that's at. You can find it on the events, Social Red Pill Zoom. And that starts one hour, an hour and a half from now. I'll probably be on in about an hour. So we're, we're going to kill this early tonight. I'll probably be on in about an hour. But um, we're going to have the live Q&A tonight where you guys get to ask me questions. And we get to chat and communicate. So listen, a uh, lot of info to unpack in today's episode, a lot of information, be vigilant, get prepared, whether it's just five or $10 a week is all you can afford to get prepared. That's what you should be doing. Okay. But either way, I'm wishing you guys the best out there on everything that you do. And, and my heart's with everybody and the world is going to get crazier and crazier as we move forward. So much love, respect, God bless you guys. We'll be back with you tomorrow with another episode of the red pill projects daily dose. Have a good night. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is indeed brutal. And uh, they call me iPads became. <laughs> I, I think it's, I, I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it. It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And, uh, you know, that's the beginning of communism.